أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن لا إله إلا الرسول الله شهد أن محمد رسول الله ஷரூரிஷ்டீலாஹிஹிஹிஹிஹிஹிஹிஹிஹிஹிஹிஹிஹிஹிஹிஹிஹிஹிஹிஹிஹிஹிஹிஹிஹிஹிஹிஹி
of Palestine. If whatever hap- is happening from the 7th of October has not created a concern, a grief, a worry, a tear in the heart of every Muslim or any Muslim, then there would be something that is not right in the life of that individual. But nonetheless, I just want to run through one or two important aspects with regards to this land of Palestine. You would have heard much about it in the past Jumu'ahs and in other programs of our honorable ulama and scholars. All I just want to do is just for us to understand that there are two very important aspects with regards to the land of Palestine. We know it is the land of Anbiya alayhimussalatu wassalam. We know it was the Darul Hijra of Sayyidina Ibrahim alayhi salam. It was the birthplace of Sayyidina Dawood and Sulaiman alayhi salam. Sayyidina Yaqub and Yusuf alayhi salatu wassalam. It was the birthplace of the last Nabi of the Bani Israel, Sayyidina Isa wa ala nabiyyina wa alayhi salatu wassalam. We know that it will be the place where Sayyidina Isa alayhi salatu wassalam will have this war that will take place with Dajjal and the army of Dajjal and he will overcome them and he will kill Dajjal. All those aspects we know. But there is one important part of the, of the history of Palestine and that is that Allah tabarak wa ta'ala has used this land of Palestine as what is termed in Arabic as a mashhad. Mashhad, if we loosely translate it into English, a place of observance. Observing what? The destruction and the defeat of many a great nations and armies. If we take the one example, the Mongols that had created havoc throughout the world, whether it was Russia, whether it was parts of India, parts of Turkey, Iran and the other places. What was the grand plan of Allah wa ta'ala? To bring them to this land of Palestine and in a place called Ain Jalut, Allah wa ta'ala had brought them down and they were defeated and destroyed. It was the land of Palestine. Now we can go through many examples, time will not allow us. But I will take the one very pertinent example to the happenings of today. And again we will look at the Crusaders. The Crusaders were not only a threat to Muslims. 50,000 Yahud were put into different synagogues of theirs and those synagogues were burned down. So they created havoc in the world around them. And then it was in the 1100s. Remember there was a period of time, you do the calculation 1948-2023. There was a period of time in the 1100s that for 88 years, 88 years, Masjid al-Aqsa was closed, it was shut. And in a period of 88 years, not one forehead of a Muslim was allowed to make sajda in that masjid. It was then that Allah tabarak wa ta'ala had Al-Quds freed. Victory came to the Muslims at the hand of Salahuddin Ayyubi rahimahumullah. And again, the crusaders did not only create havoc over there, but it was that land that Allah tabarak wa ta'ala had chosen for the defeat of the Crusaders. And friends, it is that land that Allah Ta'ala has chosen for the defeat of Dajjal. The forces of Dajjal and Zionism is undoubtedly a very, very great branch of Dajjaliyat. It is part of this army of Dajjal that is to come. And this is the preparation for that army 
and this will be the land in which Allah Tabaraka wa Taala will bring the forces of Dajjal down. When we look at Salahuddin Ayyubi, and I just want to dwell a little bit on Salahuddin Ayyubi, that when you read about Salahuddin Ayyubi, whether it is from a Western perspective, undoubtedly he had earned the respect of different writers from different backgrounds, from Muslims, Muslim historians, Christian historians, and all of them. But when they speak about him, it is generally spoken about the great warrior that he was, the strategist that he was, the leadership qualities that he had. Just one part about the strategy of Salahuddin Ayyubi, before I come to an, an, an aspect or two with regards to his character and personality. In 1967, we know at that time, Palestine had lost much of his land to Israel by way of occupation, whether it was the West Bank, the Golan Heights, Gaza at that time was then marginalized from the hands of the Egyptians into the hands of the Arabs, I mean in the hands of the Israelis. But nonetheless, in 1967, three days after the war had come to an end, there was this area that is adjacent to what they would call the Wailing Wall. And that area was known as Maghribiya. And Maghribiya, you will know, refers to West Africa. Who were the inhabitants of Maghribiya? They were the people of West Africa, Morocco, Algeria, Tunisia, and that region. They were in the army of Salahuddin Ayyubi. He brought experts from different parts of the Muslim world. And it is also worth saying something, that he lost a battle or two, and then he realized that if he does not consolidate this ummah, of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and if he does not bring this ummah together by way of true unity in tawheed, in the oneness of Allah, and on the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he's never going to get victory. But nonetheless, one part of his strategy was he brought the best from the different parts of the Muslim world. The Maghrib people, the Maghribiya people, the people of West Africa were experts in throwing the short spears. They would not miss the target. And after Al-Aqsa was liberated, after Al-Quds was liberated, these people decided to remain in the vicinity of Masjid Al-Aqsa. Salahuddin Ayyubi respected that, a piece of land, a huge piece of land that consisted of hundreds of villages was set up for them. And they remained there. Their offspring remained and in 1967, three days, three days after the war, what was the first move that the Israeli oppressive government had done? They got the bulldozers to bulldoze these villages. 1,870 masajid were destroyed. But that is one aspect of it. The people that ran those bulldozers, who operated those bulldozers, bore testimony to the fact that the order was given, they followed the order, and then they realized in the rubble, they saw limbs of humans. Those houses were bulldozed, whilst the occupants were in the house. If we want to know about oppression, we see it now, we saw it then. Brothers and friends, we need to understand what were the salient features of Salahuddin Ayyubi and the one very, very important aspect of his life was his heart 
was always attached to Allah Ta'ala. Whether it was by way of his ibadat, whether it was by way of his dua, in whichever way, that was a heart that was linked and latched to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Allah grant us that. Until and unless, friends, we as an ummah, understand this talk is for us. This talk is for us. What our brothers and sisters, our elders and our children are going through in Palestine is a different issue. But nonetheless, the night before a very important battle that he was going to go through, what does Salahuddin Ayyubi do? Some would go into preparation strategically. Others will want to rest the night so they'll be fresh in the morning. Salahuddin Ayyubi enters the masjid and he begins to make his tahajjud and he spends his entire night in dua. A dua and the tears of that dua was such that after Fajr, he meets a very pious person and he says to the pious person, make dua, we are going out in battle. The pious person had already got information and he says, Salahuddin, your enemies, boats, vessels have not drowned in the oceans of this world. They have sunk in the ocean of your tears. Allah has seen to them. And historically, that is exactly what Allah wa Taala had done. Friends, until and unless, and I think I need to ask myself and each one of us ask ourselves, that sincerely, how many tears we have shed for the amount of blood that our brothers and sisters are shedding at this particular time in the land of Gaza, in the land of Palestine. Just yesterday, I had a conversation with an acquaintance from Gaza. And friends, like a normal conversation, we would ask, the person we speaking to, how are you? The person replied, Alhamdulillah, I am not only well, but I am so elated and so overjoyed. From Gaza. Who will be elated amongst us in that condition? Then the person explains the reason of their joy. He says, I have lost 50 of my close family members. 50 of my close family members. Of the 50, 27 happened to be children. And of the 27, 10 were babies. And of the ten, the, 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 the youngest was only two days old. Amongst them, there were a large number that were over 70 years old. My grandparents, my parents, my uncles, all of them have been wiped. But friends, the elation and the joy that they have become shaheed for the sake of Allah. They have given their blood for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is the solace that they have. That is the comfort that they have. That my close family members have given their lives for the sake of Allah in a cause and in a struggle of Islam and for the deen of Allah wa ta'ala. So that is their frame of mind. That is how they are looking at it. And undoubtedly, there's loss of lives, over 7,000 at this moment. But remember that from the blood of a shaheed, Allah ta'ala creates thousands of mujahideen. Allah ta'ala will create thousands of fighters. And look at this. From 1947, 1948, 77-odd years now. But they have sustained a struggle and they have never been overcome. And then this person said to me, before my father had left this world, he gave a directive and advice, never bow down. We are going to die eventually. Let us die for the cause of Allah. So such is the struggle. And this struggle becomes... A very important struggle in the life of a person, of a Muslim, when that heart is linked to Allah wa ta'ala. The second aspect of the life of Salahuddin Ayyubi is his love 
for the Quran. Brothers, one is to listen to the Quran, one is to recite the Quran, but one is to love the Kitab of Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala with that love, that honor, that reverence that we give to the Kitab of Allah Rabbul Izzat. Historians have written that when we look at Salahuddin Ayyubi's entire life, when he was not engaged in battle, he was either reciting Quran or he was listening to Quran or he was listening to the Mubarak Ahadith of our Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The Hadith of Nabi Karim Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, you will die the way you lived. Just the last part of Salahuddin Ayyubi Rahimahumullah, that when he had become very ill and he was unable to recite Quran anymore, he asked somebody to recite Quran and that person was reciting and as the recitation continued in Surah At-Tawbah and he came to the ayat لَقَدْ جَاءَكُمْ رَسُولٌ مِّنْ أَنفُسِكُمْ عَزِيزٌ عَلَيْهِ مَا عَنِدْتُمْ حَرِيسٌ عَلَيْكُمْ بِالْمُؤْمِنِينَ رَؤُوفٌ رَحِيمٌ فَإِنْ تَوَلَّوْ فَقُلْ حَسْبِيَ اللَّهِ When they turn away Say, Hasbi Allah, my Allah is sufficient for me. Hasbi Allah, la ilaha illahu, la ilaha illahu, alayhi tawakkaltu. There is no God, there is no object of worship besides Allah. Wa huwa rabbul arshil azim. I place my trust in Allah and he is the Rabb of the great arsh. And he breathed his last and he left this world. With not only he listening to the recitation of the Quran, but with the, shad- the kalima, la ilaha illahu. Brothers, that was the background, that was the motivating factor in the life of this individual that brought about that change from an oppressed nation. Allah wa ta'ala gave glory to the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Another quality of Salahuddin Ayyubi was the charitable person that he was. In a period of three years, he had given 12,000 horses in charity for people to go out in the path of Allah wa ta'ala. It is said about him that when he had, he was generous. When he did not have, he was generous. And even his treasurer would try to hide what would be for the simple reason that Salahuddin Ayyubi will give everything away. It is noted in his history that he was so charitable in his biography rather, that Salahuddin Ayyubi was never the owner of the nisab of zakat. He had given immediately whatever he had owned, earned, for the sake of Allah wa ta'ala. And there's one part about Salahuddin Ayyubi's passion for Al-Aqsa. That passion was such a burning fire in his heart. Look through the biography of Salahuddin Ayyubi, that his passion for the third haram was to such an extent he had never made hajj. He could never leave because of the preoccupation of being in the path of Allah. Neither did he see the Kaaba in Makkah, nor did he visit Medina Tayyibah. Brothers, that was dedication to a particular cause. And that is why Allah wa Ta'ala, the greater the passion, the greater Allah wa Ta'ala accepts us. Now when we tear, either it's going to be the tear of grief and sorrow, but together with that tear of grief and sorrow, Friends, there needs to be the tear of regret that we are passing our lives and the issue of Palestine only becomes highlighted in our lives when there is an attack and onslaught on Masjid Al-Aqsa or the Gaza or the West Bank or wherever. And once that is over, we are back normal 
and we forget about this cause of Al-Aqsa. May Allah Ta'ala give us that burning passion, not only for Al-Aqsa, but for the whole Ummah of our Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Our Nabi Karim Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he was that being, Allah Ta'ala says, وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا رَحْمَةً لِلْعَالَمِينَ Go through Surah Al-Anbiya, Allah mentions different Nabis. Whether it was Musa alayhi salam or Harun alayhi salam, Ibrahim alayhi salam, whether it was Lut alayhi salam, Yaqub alayhi salam, a whole host of Anbiya. Even Allah mentions Sayyida Maryam radiallahu ta'ala anha. And then Allah ta'ala says, وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا رَحْمَةً لِلْعَالَمِينَ We should have this burning desire to be of assistance for the whole ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in whichever and whatever way. When if there was a crisis in the life of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam just to terminate, it was what the Quran speaks about Al-Ahzab, an entire surah, or Khandaq, the trench, we know it as the battle of trench. We know it was in the fifth year of the Hijrah. Look at how Allah Ta'ala so vividly speaks about the situation. Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu uzkurullah. Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu uzkuru ni'matallahi alaykum. Ith jaaadkum junoodun faarsalna alayhim riha wa junoodan lam tarawha. Allah Ta'ala calls upon us to remember this incident. Then Allah Ta'ala a few ayats, a few part of the words is جَاءُوكُمْ مِنْ فَوْقِكُمْ وَمِنْ أَسْفَلَ مِنْكُمْ When they came from above you. When they came from above you. وَمِنْ أَسْفَلَ مِنْكُمْ And they came from beneath you. وَإِذْ زَاغَتِ الْأَبْصَارِ When the eyes became crooked. You know when you have that extreme fear. وَبَلَغَتِ الْقُلُوبُ الْحَنَاجِرِ When your Hearts had reached your throats. Like in English we say, my heart was in my mouth. وَتَظُنُّونَ بِاللَّهِ الظُّنُونَ The various groupings had various thoughts. The munafiqeen, they began to say, مَا وَعَدَنَ اللَّهُ وَرَسُولُهُ إِلَّا غُرُورًا Allah in His Rasul has promised us nothing but deception. What was the condition of the believers? وَلَمَّا رَأَ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ الْأَحْزَابِ قَالُوا هَذَا مَا وَعَدَنَ اللَّهُ وَرَسُولُهُ وَصَدَقَ اللَّهُ وَرَسُولُهُ وَمَا زَادَهُمْ إِلَّا إِيمَانًا وَتَسْلِيمًا When all of this was happening, the believers were very clear and they said, this is the promise of Allah. This is the promise of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. وَصَدَقَ اللَّهُ وَرَسُولُهُ Allah Ta'ala and His Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam are true in their promise. That this is going to happen. When you shook a terrible shake, all this was going to happen, brothers. What is happening now? But as believers, this is the promise of Allah. Ayyub left to say, I believe, and you're not going to be tested by Allah Ta'ala. It was on this Ahzab. In all the situations that were going on, our Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is deep in the trench, digging the trench. And Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, as he strikes a rock that was not penetratable by the Sahaba, by Sayyidina Salman, a spark emits, like a flame, a ray. He strikes it again, a second spark and a second ray and a second flame had emitted. And he strikes it the third time 
And the third time the same thing happens when he comes out of the trench. Some of the Sahaba said, Ya Rasulullah, we saw this amazing spark. He said, really? Did you people also see it? He said, in this, Allah wa ta'ala had shown me the palaces of the Byzantine. In the second spark, Allah had shown me the palaces of the Persians. And in the third, Allah had shown me the palaces of Yemen. What is the interpretation of Rasulullah? Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Allah will grant us victory. Allah will grant us victory, friends. The beginning of the end has begun. And these are the rays of hope that has been raised for this ummah. The blood that has been spilt will never go waste in the courts of Allah Rabbul Izzat. The blood of a martyr is most beloved in the eyes of Allah. And a martyr loves most to give his life for the sake of Allah. It's a different thing that we are far attached from this love for us to dedicate our whole life for the sake of Allah and His Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Nonetheless, brothers and friends, if we need to do anything for this cause, lift our hands and make dua to Allah. From the very bottom of our hearts and let those tears flow. They are giving their blood. It's not about a pint of blood anymore. It's about hundreds and thousands of pints of blood has been spilt for the sake of Allah. And in comparison to that, one tear, one tear from us would be most contributive in the courts of Allah and most appreciated in the courts of Allah. The second, the strategy of Salahuddin Ayyubi, rahimahumullah, that let us unite on the platform of Tawheed and the Sunnah of our Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Leave our petty differences between us and our family members and our communities. And let us lift our hands in unison and seek and, and beseech Allah wa ta'ala. And if anybody has the ability to spend, let us spend for the sake of Allah wa ta'ala. Do you know 165 rands can feed a cooked meal for an entire family? 165 rands can feed a family of about four or six people very, very comfortably. 950 rands will be sufficient to look after a family for at least two weeks. We spend on other things. If we can just put deep into our pockets, whichever organization is suitable to us that we trust, let us give this for the sake of Allah Ta'ala. That is the least we can do. And inshallah, tomorrow on the day of Qiyamah, we can say to Allah, O oh Allah, that when you are our brothers and sisters, your slaves and your servants were leaving this world, they were leaving masoom children, children were dying, and these families were getting extinct. Ya Allah, at least I was able to do something. I lifted my hands, I put my hands in my pocket, and I gave for your sake. And when we're giving, give for the sake of Allah, and make one niyyah that through the barakah of the sadaqah, Allah tabarak wa ta'ala alleviate the difficulties. May Allah ta'ala give us all the tawfiq, not only in Gaza and Palestine, in Somalia also, and in other parts of the world, this ummah is suffering. May Allah ta'ala relieve the suffering of the ummah of Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Those that have given their lives, may Allah ta'ala accept their blood. And may Allah ta'ala give sabr to their family, and Allah give victory to the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. وآخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين.
ஹலமதுலாஹிலா ஜல் يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون واعتصموا بحبل الله جميعا ولا تفرقوا واذكروا نعمه الله عليكم اذ كنتم اعداء فالف بين قلوبكم فاصبحتم بنعمته اخوانا بارك الله لنا ولكم في القران العظيم ونفعنا واياكم بالايات والذكر الحكيم أستغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان سيدنا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله ارسله بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا بين يدي الساعه من يطع الله ورسوله فقد رشد ومن يعصهما فانه لا يضر الا نفسه ولا يضر الله شيئا اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم ان الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا ايها الذين امنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على محمد عبدك ورسولك وصل على المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات وبارك على محمد وازواجه وذريته ورد اللهم عن الخلفاء الراشدين المهديين سيدنا ابي بكر وسيدنا عمر وسيدنا عثمان وسيدنا علي وعن سائر الصحابه من المهاجرين والانصار والذين اتبعوهم باحسان رضي الله عنهم ورضوا عنه اللهم انصر الاسلام والمسلمين اللهم اعز الاسلام والمسلمين اللهم اعل كلمه الاسلام والمسلمين اللهم انصر اخواننا المستضعفين في فلسطين وفي غزه وفي كل مكان يا عزيز يا رحمان يا رب العالمين اللهم انصر من نصر دين سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم واجعلنا منهم عباد الله رحمكم الله 
الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين ألم تر كيف فعل ربك بأصحاب الفيل ألم يجعل كيدهم في تضنيل وأوصل عليهم طيرا أبابيل ترميهم بحجارة من سجيل وجعلهم كعصف مأكول الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين إهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين قل هو الله أحد الله الصمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله اللهم اهدنا في من هديت وعافنا في من عافيت وتولنا في من توليت وبارك لنا في ما أعطيت وقنا شر ما قضيت فإنك تقضي ولا يقضى عليك إنه لا يذل من وليت ولا يعز من عديت تباركت ربنا وتعاليت نستغفرك ونتوب إليك اللهم اغفر لنا وللمؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات وألف بين قلوبهم وأصلح ذات بينهم وانصرهم على عدوك وعدوهم اللهم انصر الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم أعز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم انصر إخواننا المسلمين المستضعفين في فلسطين وفي غزة وفي كل مكان يا عزيز يا رحمن يا رب العالمين اللهم العن الكفرة من اليهود والنصارى والمشركين اللهم خالف بين كلمتهم وزلزل أقدامهم وأنزل بهم بأسك الذي لا ترده عن القوم المجرمين اللهم أهلكهم كما أهلكت عادا وثمود اللهم إنا نجعلك في نحورهم ونعوذ بك من شرورهم فالله خير حافظا 
وهو أرحم الراحمين حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل نعم المولى ونعم النصير سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين